There was a moment where you and current head of design at Pinterest, August Ellis Reyes, you and him worked together mm-hmm. at Microsoft. Yeah. There was a moment where you guys had this breakthrough of inclusive design. Mm. And I can see why. I mean, it's a fascinating idea, but it's it is it's not an immediately graspable concept to most people. I'm very curious how some of those first meetings went when you, when you guys decided to bring it to the CEO and, and other people in the company. How did you socialize it? Because now it's you guys have like a manifesto in yeah. the company. This is the way you want to design moving forward. So this was a breakthrough for the company, not just for you, right? So how did you socialize this? Um, and how did you get Microsoft excited about it? This is, this is the fun part. This is yeah. where I tell you all the subversive things that there we did. <laughs> Um, you know, so, you know, there's, there's a large design community yeah. at Microsoft and, um, there's, to your point earlier, I've been a DNA for a long time. There's been a, a culture of, um, real personal experiences and the, um, gosh, I think the thing, the moment that really shifted is when we started talking about that design agenda, that, yeah. that reason, like what makes a designer a Microsoft designer? Mm-hmm. And so we started really with the design community and, and um, asking that question. And I think by learning and really actually being curious about what makes it unique, um, it helped us shape something that hadn't really existed for um, uh, the digital space before. So, you know, inclusive design is a, a term that's been around for a long time. It's a practice that's been around, uh, but the but it often was used interchangeably with universal design. Mm-hmm. And so what we, I think, the thing I'm most proud of is trying to get a real sharp definition of what it means in the digital age, in the digital environment, to practice inclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, early on, it actually had more to do with designing the language, like the communication and the taxonomy, and what do we mean when we talk about disability, and what do we mean when we talk about inclusion? And a lot of these are words that we take, we've taken for a long time at face value. Like, oh, diversity. I know what, yeah, I know what diversity is. Um, that's when I think about women and right, sure. uh, people yeah. of different languages and ethnicities. Yeah. Um, I really wanted to test that. And, and we really wanted to push on that. that. Like that paradigm came from a demographic, almost kind of marketing mindset um, that we haven't really challenged and rethought in a long time. So what would it be if we thought about diversity from a human ability standpoint? You know, we all experience ever-changing diversity of abilities, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so things like that, playing with um, what do we mean when we say inclusion, accessibility, diversity? And so with the toolkit is really... Um, a design, it's a design artifact of that process. It's um, uh, having, um, des- I think, making accessibility accessible to designers. Mm-hmm. It was about um, putting forth something that was visual and um, verbal to try to describe this concept. And so, you know, when we did that early work on, on the toolkit, it was about, you know, bringing that out to the design world even beyond Microsoft first, yeah. before we had done any kind of executive reviews or anything. Yeah. Like, put it out in the world, mm. and if there's a resonance back, sometimes that helps reinforce sure. to your executive leadership, so. even more so than you trying to, like, you know, beat the drum yourself and yeah. say that we believe this is important. So we extended out to, you know, August has an amazing network of, uh, of um, people in the design community. You know, I've come to um, 
really appreciate the universities that have been thinking about this space, the academia in the space. So going out and saying, okay, there's, there's a there there, and now let's bring this back um, with, with the extra reinforcements to leadership inside, yeah. of, inside of the company. Um, you know, and then having real practical product examples where we've put it into practice and we've, you know, we've tried to, the principles that we outline in the toolkit are really drawn from doing this with dozens and dozens of different products inside and outside of Microsoft. And so one great example that August, um, I, lo- I love when he tells the story and maybe you'll get a you know, chance to talk with him on this topic, I hope. Um, but, it, you know, he, he really challenged himself. Uh, he, was the, he was the director of Xbox at the time um, to say, you know, how, would I, how far can I get in this particular game without the use of my headset if I'm doing social gaming, right? Like Xbox Live is, is a social experience, but it requires a headset and it requires a microphone. And for the human, it requires the ability to hear and it requires the ability to speak. Um, so he, he played some, you know, quite a few games without his headset and found that he couldn't progress past certain levels or certain, um, what do they call them, drills, <laughs> like quests and yeah, I don't know anything about video gaming. I'm, I'm, I'm useless. I'm, I'm a, that's why you need to talk to August. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, you couldn't, he couldn't make progress because there's things that required cooperation, but that require, cooperation required that headset. Yeah. And um, so it, for, you know, what he did is then he and I partnered with his team to go through what a social gaming exclusion looks like. And in that sprint, we met with uh, people, you know, different degrees of hearing loss, people who are deaf, um, but we also met with um, uh, students and and kids who are gamers, um, who had um, autism, and their parents, the nonverbal autistic, um, people who had limited use of their hands. So thinking about different elements of participation, like where you would be excluded in something that was highly verbal and highly um, auditory. So. In that process, on the other side of uh, that sprint, it was thinking the the team came to, you know, how do we think about signifying socially mm. to other gamers, you know, that you're looking to play um, without headset, like you know, mm. how do you indicate, but without having to self-identify, you know, it's a real concern in it, you know, self-identifying as a particular gender or self-identifying mm-hmm. as someone with a particular disability. Could you say, you know, this is a, I'm a gamer looking to play, but not having to talk about it, or you know, like, and so um, Xbox has this uh, couple of concepts: looking for groups and uh, clubs mm-hmm. are two uh, uh, products that the team had been working on, and we added the element of how do you think about that if you are trying to connect with other deaf gamers, or um, if you want to pair up with someone who you can then you know, supply those different skills in terms of, um, you know, learning. So you're not just left behind, you're you're brought along um, and, you know, fully participate in belonging in that game. Um, So specific product examples as part of that, um, bringing bringing it to life, showing it, not just talking about it. And then, you know, um, the most... uh, fortuitous uh, moment was when Satya became CEO of Microsoft. I mean, that along with the number of leaders who were passionate in this space, you know, executives who were, but Satya really took it to heart. I mean, he was one of the first, he was the first CEO to visit a design studio and kind of take the tour and, you know, get to know how we worked in the Mm -hmm. space. Um, And in that visit, he, he sat with, August and I and other leaders from our team, and really we talked about inclusive design as not just a 
um, again, not the 20% edge case kind of thing, but this is the core of how we create new product, how we think about innovating on our experiences. And um, he, he just blew me out of the water because the he was right there in the next step and adding on and building to it with, you know, oh, so if we think about, you know, an operating system or something like, you know, a digital assistant like Cortana or Siri, like, oh, how do we design that if we were to start, how we design that digital assistant, if we were to start by understanding how someone who's blind is going to interact with that digital assistant through all areas of their life. So him adding that in was, um, it was exhilarating because it's, it's a, it's again, it's that design um, verb, yeah. you know, that he was that verb, he's being that verb, he's been that kind of uh, yeah. a leader and making that uh, conversation, helping it move forward. Um, I'm guessing too, by making it a conversation and by being additive to the initial, mm-hmm. what the, the groundwork, the framework that you guys were putting together for inclusive design, that what that probably gave you is permission to yeah. think even bigger. That was the ultimate buy-in. Yeah, It does, yeah, it gives that, um, it, it, it uh, when it's built into the way that your CEO was talking about sure. the role of your company in the world is to empower every individual. And he specifically put the, the leadership team specifically said every person in every organization on the planet, like they mm-hmm. did this like on the planet, nice. right? <laughs> it was like, wow. like nice. you have that on your you know mission statement. It was really specific. Wow. Um, but to do that well and to do that with you know integrity is a long game. That's not sure. something you flip the switch and suddenly it all you know works beautifully. It takes a lot of time and work to get there. So that that um, what that does do is create, I think a. Um, unified purpose for all of the um, employees yeah. in one company and that you can tie that purpose to a specific methodology and you can show products that demonstrate that methodology in practice like that's a really um, amazing kind of combination and, and a great place to be a designer as well and help again facilitate and, and be a steward of that yeah. you know what how does that look in practice well you have to do it to figure it out and yeah. it takes time Thanks to Squarespace for their support. Whether you need a domain, a website, or an online store, make your next move with Squarespace. Visit squarespace.com and enter the code high resolution, one word, for 10% off your first purchase.